It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast, and we are your hosts, Ed Oliver and my guy, Deolante Daniels. We got a lot to talk about the Wizards. Got blown out by the Phoenix Suns at home, and they have lost seven out of the last eight games. Montrose Harrell had some interesting stuff to say after in his press game, his post game presser. Uh, but yeah, we basically got dominated at home. Uh, the score did not indicate how bad of a loss it was, but we're not today. We're not even really going to focus on the game. We have some more interesting topics and some interesting news. The trade deadline is. Thursday. So I know a lot of you guys are excited about that. We got some news about possibly about Demonstra Sabonis from the Pacers coming to the Wizards. We got news about the Wizards possibly in, being interested in Jalen Smith. And also the Miami Heat do want to trade for Rui Hachimura. So we're going to get in that today. So let's get started. <laughs> You are Locked On Wizards, your daily Washington Wizards podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Before we get started, I just want to thank you guys for making Locked On Wizards your first listen every day. We are free and available wherever you get podcasts. This episode is also brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, so D, um, the game was pretty awful on Saturday. So, just want to get your main takeaways and your thoughts on the game. Um, main takeaways. I, I don't really even have much to say about this game. Main takeaways in general is just this: this team is ridiculously bad. Uh, like Montrez Harrell said in the post-game presser, I mean, he said it sucks. He said, sucks, bro, to quote exactly. It sucks, bro. That's the mood of the effing team. It sucks. That's the energy in the room right now. It effing sucks. That's the energy of the fan base, too. I mean, it, it sucks. I mean, 38 points in the third quarter? I'm sorry. I had to take a break from watching that game in the middle of that third quarter because as a professional NBA basketball team, for you to only have 38 points and you're just getting dominated. I tweeted before the game where they announced the starting lineup with Thomas Bryant back in there. I tweeted before the game started. I said DeAndre Ayton, masterclass incoming. And he dropped 20 and 16. I mean, it was easy to predict. When you know this team, sadly, you know the bad parts too. And it's a lot of bad. It was just ridiculous, man. It's... 21 points in the first, 11 points in the second quarter. 11 points in a quarter is embarrassing. 19 points in the third, and then you get garbage, tw- a garbage 29 points in the fourth quarter, which made the game and their score look better than it actually was. Even though 80 is still the lowest amount of points they've scored this season. I mean, it's embarrassing, man. It honestly is embarrassing. I'm sorry for the fans that came out and spent their money to go watch that product because – that was ridiculous. The players didn't come up, come out to show up, and they just got dominated, man, and faded away. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, 
DeAndre Aiden had what did he have? He had, he was eight for fourteen from the field, had twenty points and sixteen boards. Really could have scored more than that. Mm-hmm. Uh, looked like the Suns took the foot off the gas in the second half. They really could have put up more than ninety five. Uh, it felt like they could have put up one hundred twenty if they really really wanted to. Devin Booker didn't even really have his best game. He was kind of on cruise control the whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, but Chris Paul, I mean, he put on a master class as well. You know, picking rolls, putting the ball between his legs, and just kind of doing some trick moves here and there. Um, yeah, they just dominated us. I mean, it was really this game was really cut and dry. It's not really a requirement of like a deep assessment or analysis, to be honest with you. I mean, mm-hmm. they just came out there, the pick and roll, we couldn't stop the pick and roll. Um, they got points in the paint, whatever they felt like it. I thought they did a good job, good job defensively on us switching and you know they just have switchable guys cam johnson mikhail bridges um jay crowder's a good defender chris ball's a good defender deandre Eaton is a rim protector so they just they just have a really good team and they're 42 and 10 for a reason they're on they've won like they went on a 10 or 11 games winning streak so this was just mm-hmm. another game for them mm-hmm. to be honest and uh, once again we're terrible from the three-point line five for 24 oh, from the man. three-point line we can't knock down threes um like you said, Daniel Gafford not playing. Um, he gets in in the third quarter, so he looks a little rusty. He's kind of getting pushed around. Thomas Bryant didn't have his best game either. I thought DeAndre Eaton got the better of him. He scored every time he got the ball in the post. On um, Thomas Bryant, Trez, he gave some effort here and there, but it just wasn't enough. Um, I thought Aaron Holiday tried his, tried his best too. But, um, yeah, we, we can't shoot threes. We're terrible from the three-point line. Uh, we couldn't make any shots. We only had 38 points in the third quarter. Uh, at one point, I think we were like 17 for 50 from the field. It was just abysmal. And once again, the fans, I feel bad for them too, um, going to that game. Um, yeah, it, it was a rough game. It was it was, it was rough from, from from start to finish. Uh, it was rough. Like I said, DeAndre Aiden did whatever he felt like. Chris Paul had 14. Mikael Bridges had 12. Devin Booker only had 11 points. Uh, Cam Johnson. JaVale McGee came in and was just – I thought I thought um, at times Montrose Harrell was just a little um, – you, you can see the, the height difference there with JaVale and Trez. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, and look at the defense. The Suns, they just packed in the paint. They dared the Wizards to shoot threes, and they were breaking threes the whole game, to be honest with you. Um, guys out of sorts. You can tell the mood is bad. The chemistry is bad. KCP took a, cut up a couple questionable shots here and there, too. Shot selection wasn't great either. But um, it looked like a typical Wizards loss. We shoot bad from the three. Suns packing the paint. And we have no answer. We have no answer. But – um. Bradley Bill, he looked pretty good on the sideline. He had a nice hat on and um, <laughs> had a sweater on. I guess that's like the only thing that I can really say might be something different. Um, but yeah, that's about it on the game, to be honest. Not not much. This this trade news is probably more, you know, relevant to what's going on with the Washington Wizards rather than that that game. Um, so yeah, we're. We'll we'll move on to the to the trade news, which is probably more the real talk about this episode. But um, we're gonna get to talking about Demonte Sabonis. There is a report from Quinn Mayo, and there's another another uh, report as well. There's been many reports. Jake Fisher has reported as well about the Washington Wizards being interested in Sabonis. But before we do get into that, this episode is brought to you by Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all of my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right, thanks to Bill Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Bill Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy. They're marshmallowy. They're not just a protein bar. They are a treat. 
and they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors, yummy, synonymy, churro, coconut, marshmallow, banana cream pie, which is so good. These are going to be your new favorite. All Bill Bars are covered 100% in real chocolate. 100%, yes, 100% real chocolate. Low calorie, high protein. Replace your candy bars with these. They are better. A typical candy bar can be anywhere from two or two to 300 calories. Go to Bill.com and scroll down to the macros chart. You'll be blown away. High protein, low calories, high fiber, and low carbs. Most Bill Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Mint brownie, coconut, coconut almond, and new for this month, white chocolate cookies and cream. They are all delicious. And new flavors are coming out all the time. If you if they think a flavor might be good, they'll make it. It will be delicious, and it will be good for you. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is also brought to you by the Trade Deadline Show. Thank you for making Locked On Wizards your first listen. The NBA Trade Deadline is Thursday, February 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, and the Locked On NBA Podcast will be covering it live from 2 to 4 p.m. Join Kim Becker, John Corrales, and Locked On Fantasy Basketball host Josh Lloyd to get analysis of every blockbuster move. Subscribe to Locked On NBA YouTube and turn your notifications on so you know when they go live. All right, so, D, um, I'll read the report that um, Quinn Mayo put out about um, DeMontis Sabonis, about the Wizards being very intrigued. There's a couple sources and a couple reporters. Um, they have made news within the last uh, hour. Uh, he said the Washington Wizards have zeroed in on Indiana Pacers. Two-time All-Star DeMontis Sabonis. Washington recently recently submitted an offer for the 25-year-old and are waiting to hear back per source. The trade deadline is four days away. I reported Washington's deadline approach in January. So what are your thoughts? Quinn Mayo is a Washington Wizards beat reporter. Just want to get your thoughts on um, the Wizards going after Sabonis. And who do you think the Wizards would include in a trade for DeMontis Sabonis? Um, I think Sabonis is the right move. I think if you get Sabonis and pair him up with Bradley Bill, you do have to worry about the defensive side of things. This won't sure up the defensive end. Like Jeremy Grant would have helped the Wizards more, you know, shore up that defense a little bit more. But if you can maybe work your way and get some kind of three and D guys somehow, some way, I don't know how this could also be, let me phrase this as well. This could also be a move similar to the Chicago Bulls. Remember when the Chicago Bulls traded for Vucevic? I don't think they made the playoffs that year, but they added on to the team in the off season and you can see where they are currently. So just because they trade for Sabonis this season and let's say their first round exit or they don't do anything this year, that's okay as long as they have a plan similar to what the Bulls had, and improve upon the team next season to do something. So I think Sabonis is the move to make. I think one of the youngins got to go. I think one of the youngins got to go. Montrez Harrell may be thrown in there, but 
You know, you got Sabonis, team-friendly deal, all-star player. Pacers are in full rebuild mode. They just got rid of Karis LeVert. So maybe, I think Denny, I think Denny may be the guy to go. If I had to choose one of the young guys, I think Denny. Yeah, it's tough to see them go. But, yeah, the Wizards, and this is what I was getting at when we did have Chase Hughes on. I said they need to go big or go home. They can't do a Dorian Mm -hmm. Finney-Smith type move. Or, you know, the Raptors and the Blazers, they had to trade for Robert Covington and Norman Powell, which which I thought that would have been a, a good deal for the Wizards, but it's not a really a needle mover per se. Demontis Sabonis, out of all the available uh, guys who are on the block, I think Sabonis is the most of a needle. Now, I'm not saying he's going to make us a playoff team, kind of like you said. We might not even, we, we might not even make the play-in with Sabonis coming to the team, but you do have to look at what the Bulls did. It's a copycat league. And it does look like Tommy Shepard is trying to kind of copy copycat uh, with the Bulls because Levine is a shooting guard, just like how Bradley Bill is. They have similar games, um, the way they play. So, um, Sabonis, yeah, defensively, he's not the best. But offensively, he's a walking double-double. He's going to get you 20 points. He's going to get you 10 rebounds. And he's a heck of a passer. He's an underrated Possibly triple-double, too. Right, yeah. I was about to say, he's an underrated passer, too. He's gotten mm-hmm. many triple-doubles before. So, um, I think it's a good trade if you are trying to go big. And build around Bradley Bill, which the, the other report was saying that the Wizards are still trying to build around Bradley Bill. Now, now a lot of people are going to be in our comment section and on social media saying the Wizards should blow it up, which I totally mm-hmm. understand the people who want that to happen. But they have to understand that Tommy Shepard is not blowing it up. He's going with Bradley mm-hmm. Bill. He's trying to build around Bradley Bill. So if you want to build around Bradley Bill, you're going to have to get all-star talent here. Sabonis is a two-time all-star. He's a legitimate 20 and 10 guy. Now, as far as the young guys, uh, who's going to be involved? Is it going to be Rui? Is it going to be Denny? Is it going to be both? You know, there's got to be a first-round pick involved. You know, we can't trade a pick until 2028 unless we take off the protections for a 2025 first-round pick. So that's a lot of protections we have to take off. So um, does it make us uh, a championship contender? No, it doesn't. But it does put us in a spot where, hey, Maybe we can make some moves in the offseason. We can get a point guard in here, um, possibly move Dinwiddie somewhere else since, you know, people are not happy with him here. We can get a, a point guard that has a better fit with Bradley Bill, and that would work out, and then get some more 3 and D guys that are just, you know, their roles. Let's a bonus and Brad be number one and number two on a team, and we go from there and see how they compete with the Eastern Conference. So uh, I'm not mad at the move. I, I, like I said, I like that it's a bigger swing more than something like a um, – you know, I like Jeremy Grant, but I think Sabonis is obviously he's more of all star caliber. A guy that that can get you a double double every night. Yeah, I think my only hope for this trade, I'm not looking at this trade to do anything this year. This, you, I mean, it's hard with this current roster. It's not like they were a Sabonis away from really being good. This team's cooked. Like this team is cooked. This is a, a move for Bradley Bill to be sold on to stay. You know, like, stay with us, resign with us, and let's see what we can do next season. Like, this – and I think the Wizards front office knows this. This team is cooked for this year. Like, they're not doing anything this year. They're not doing anything. Mm-hmm. So, I think what they're telling Brad is – of course, I have no insider knowledge. But what I think they're telling Brad is they're, they're selling them. We go hard as a bonus. We get to bonus. And, like you said, copycat league, they look at what the Bulls did. But like, see what the Bulls did for Zach Levine with um getting Vucevic and then – Add on to Rosen, etc. Not saying that they may add a per another player of DeRozan's caliber, but 
you know, just try to sell him on the future of next season and competing with Sabonis and have that new all-star. And, you know, they the Dinwiddie thing was a mistake. And try to build around them, get some 3 and D guys in here. They know they need shooting. They know they need defense. Build that defense around Brad and Sabonis and let them two be the main two guys. And everybody else can just try to defend, et cetera, and shoot. And I think that's the main selling point right there for Brad. I don't think this year they're not doing anything. And even if they get Sabonis this year, they're not doing anything. I think this will be a next season move. Right. And it would probably be better for them to get better draft position, too. You look at what the Bulls did. They they got lucky with DeMar DeRozan. They did bring in Caruso. Mm-hmm. So the Wizards, got they got to they get another 3 and D guy in free agency, similar to a Caruso or something like that. They got Lonzo Ball. So we got to get a point guard that can shoot threes and space the floor. We cannot. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, Bradley Bill wanted Spencer, didn't he? So that is kind of on him, too, you know, because Bradley Bill kind of has been the GM so far since we are building around him. Tommy Shepard listens to what Bradley Bill wants. This is reported that Bradley Bill wanted Sabonis to be here. So this is a Bradley Bill move here, too. So he has, you know, kind of failed at being the GM a little bit. This Sabonis move, which is a is a bigger, way bigger caliber player than Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, but, yeah, if they do, if they end up not making the play, it would be better for draft status to maybe they could draft a point guard. Maybe they could draft another shooter, somebody athletic, you know. Maybe they could, mm-hmm. if we get better in the lottery, we can get like a Jaden Ivey or something like that. That would just be the best case scenario for the Wizards. But um, And then the report from the guy, Chris Roberts, who is a NBA insider. I don't want to quote him too much, but he did he did say the Pacers have made significant progress in trade talks involving, involving Miles Turner and Sabonis. They did trade Karis LeVert earlier today, so they got rid of him. So you can tell that the Pacers really do want to make a move. So I, I, I do have a I have a good feeling that we are going to make a move to bonus. Um, like I said, I don't have any sources either. Um, the Knicks, Spurs, Kings, Mavericks, and Pistons have been aggressive in their approach. However, the team that has been the most truculent are the Washington Wizards, and truculent means the most aggressive team. So truculent, you know, that's an SAT word. I had to look that up myself. But it means the Wizards have been the most <laughs> aggressive, and that's been reported too. So, uh, But once again, you know, I, I don't want to see Rui go. I don't. I like the development of Denny, but I do understand putting him in a trade. I hate to see Kuz go. Um, and the first-round picks obviously have to go, too. Montrez, he kind of – Montrez wants to win, but you listen to his comments on the post-game presser. You look at, listen to Dinwiddie's post-game presser comments. You know, I, I feel like those two guys would kind of be ready to move on to a team that can make the playoffs. Um, so all, all those guys, they, they, could, they could definitely be on the table for sure. Um, so it, it will be interesting. The trade deadline on Thursday, man, I, I can't wait. I can't wait. Yeah, I mean that that it'll be interesting. I think it will be one of the more active Wizards trade deadlines than we've seen in the previous year. I mean, as far as potentially getting a bigger name. Um, but before we get into Jalen Smith and Rui Hachimura right. trade rumors, we do have a message from our friends over at Bet Online. Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. As football continues its march through the playoffs, right to the big game in a couple weeks. BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all of your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates of current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. 
Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It. What's this Rui Hachimura and Jalen Smith news about? So the Heat are interested in trading for Rui. That's the report. If I'm Tommy Shepard, I hang up the phone unless you're going to give me Tyler Hero or Tyler Hero, which they're not going to do that. Um, or Duncan Robinson, maybe. Um, but, you know, he, he's, he's you know, Duncan Robinson is a, is, a, is a shooter. So he's, you know, he's like a one-dimensional kind of guy. But, yeah, if they're like, okay, we'll give you Tyler Hero for Rui, of course, yeah, I'd probably do that move, uh, to be honest with you. But they're not going to do that. They'd probably offer us, like, a first-round pick. Um, so I, I wouldn't do it. Even if we were trying to rebuild, I wouldn't do that because you kind of want to see what Rui can do. You haven't really had – he's only played, what, five, six, seven games this year. You haven't mm-hmm. been able to see what he can do. So I, I would hang up the phone on Pat Riley for sure. And I'm not going to trade him – I'm not going to trade him to an Easter Conference team that we're going to have to play four times a year and Rui – Rui would play. Rui would probably be really good for the Heat. He'd probably turn into a not an All Star, but he probably would turn into a really. He's already he's a good player, but he'd probably be really really good for the Heat. They probably do a really good job of developing him. So I I would hate to do. I would not. I would not even entertain Pat Riley on that. Yeah, uh, Rui Hachimura. I don't know who even the player would be that the Heat would give up, but I'm not really giving him up unless it's in a deal for a bigger player. Mm-hmm. You know, so like you said, like a Tyra, Tyler Hero, which won't happen. I'm not taking Duncan Robinson. So right. uh, that's pretty much – I think the Wizards are thinking the same too. That's deaded. Like, I'm not doing that. And then Jalen Smith is interesting. I like Jalen Smith coming out. I have a couple old tweets mm-hmm. saying that I thought Jalen Smith could jump up in the draft. I thought he had a lot of potential. And I was high on Jalen Smith. I, and when he got playing time for the Suns, he was putting up really good numbers. Of course, it helps me you have a point guard like Chris Paul um, playing alongside you, but that just showed the potential that he did have. Now, for the Wizards, unless they're rebuilding, I don't think that move makes sense because you're talking about building building around Brad and building something. I don't think that move does anything for you. That's another one of Tommy Shepard's, Mo Wagner, um, Daniel Gafford, type of moves you know just something small that doesn't really impact anything it's like oh a young kid that has some potential talent i don't really see what that does for so unless the wizards are like rebuild yeah i'm, I'm, I'm kind of on that even though i do like Jalen. right yeah i like Jalen a lot coming out of maryland i'm a maryland fan so of course i'm biased um he has played better like you said getting playing time he was really deep on the bench and they actually a decline his option his uh mm-hmm. i want to say his third his third year option this is his second year in the league i want to say so yeah because de- he's yeah he was in the class with denny because denny was nine and jalen was what i want to say jalen was like 10 or 11 right after denny mm-hmm. um so they declined the suns declined his option jalen smith played pretty well against the wizards he didn't put up big numbers but he had a couple blocks um and um hit a couple shots too as well uh, but yeah, like you said, this is like another Mo Wagner type move. Doesn't move the needle. Jerome Robinsons of the world, former first round picks that didn't work out, and then Tommy tries to you know kind of 
revamp their careers and, you know, kind of reestablish them again in the league. And it, it didn't work out with Jerome Robinson. Kind of worked out with Mo Wagner a little bit. Did work out with Daniel Gafford so far. It's still kind of iffy with Gafford. I love Gaff. But, yeah, Jalen Smith, he can shoot the three a little bit, but still, it, he's still a project. He's still really, really developing. And we don't – we're still trying to develop Denny and Rui, so I don't see bringing in Jalen Smith, another guy that we really have to get plans on. We can barely develop Daniel Gafford. We just parked him on the bench. And he's out with health and safety protocols. Forgot to announce that at the beginning of the show, but that's news that, of course, we have to know. But, you know, it's, mm-hmm. we're joking around. We're like, we're joking and serious at the same time. What's the difference, you know, with Daniel Gaffer being out with safe and, safe and healthy pro- protocol? He's barely playing as it is right now. So um, I think Jalen Smith would be another guy that we bring in. We play him a little bit. And then, you know, who knows if he gets playing time, you know, especially if we keep Thomas Bryant on the roster and, and other bigs. We already have a lot of bigs as it is. So, and, and if we bring in some yeah. bonus, you know, there's no point of bringing in another big. We need mm-hmm. we need shooters. There's no mm-hmm. point of bringing in another big. Let Gafford develop as the backup, which I think would be really good for Gafford mm-hmm. to be a backup to Sabonis because there's not a lot of pressure on him and he wouldn't be in foul trouble as much because Sabonis would get the bulk of the minutes. Um, so yeah, this team needs shooters, man. We need shooters. We need somebody who could come in, guys who can knock down a shot and play defense because we're terrible from the three-point line. That Suns game showed it. We shot 20% from the three. We were missing wide open threes against the Suns mm-hmm. on our own court. So it, it was just awful to watch. But uh, I like Jalen, but I don't see it working out here, to be honest with you. Um, but I, li- I like he- he's getting better, though. I, I like how yeah. he's improved so far. Yeah. And as far as Sabonis' fit, if let's say the Wizards were to trade him, I mean trade mm-hmm. for him, I think the Wizards, man, and I like Gafford, TB's cool, but I honestly don't think either of those guys are starters. I think they're better off of the bench. I do think the Wizards badly need a big with some size to them. I mean, Robin Lopez, Alex Lynn even has some size to him. And I think Sabonis, because of his defensive efficiencies, I think he is best parked at the four spot with a a decent, nice-sized five like Mouse Turner was in Indiana, next to him. I don't think Sabonis will be that good at the five, not offensively, defensively. Because at, at the four, and you have a nice defensive five next to him, you can hide his deficiencies a little bit more and, and cover up for him a little bit more. At the five, I don't know. I, I don't know if I like Sabonis more at the five than I like him at the four. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I it, yeah, we, we've struggled against those stronger bigs, like the Jokic's of the world. Mm-hmm. So everybody struggles against them, but just noticeably us, we get in foul trouble all the time. We struggled against JaVale McGee on Saturday night, but Sabonis would definitely help with the physicality. He would make us a tougher team. Yeah. Um, right now, he's averaging 19 points, 12 boards a game, and five assists. So he can, you know, and he can space the, he's not much of a three-point shooter, but he, he provides a threat. You know, he's shooting mm-hmm. 32% from the three-point line which is kind of basically what our guards are shooting right now at the three. He's shooting two two threes per game as well. So he gives he, – like I said, he gives us a threat from out there. But, yeah, he could play the five. He could play the four. Um, I would say depending on who we keep, Brad would be at the two. Um, it, it's so hard to say who the lineup would be because you just don't yeah. know. You know, I would say Kuz at the four with, with Sabonis if we do keep Kuz because Kuz can shoot the three, Sabonis can shoot the three, so we can finally space it out. Yeah, I think Kuz stays. Yeah, Kuz would stay at the four, Sabonis would be at the five. 
um, KCP and Brad are, you know, they're good buds, so it's kind of hard to see. Yeah, that's that's the thing. Like, <laughs> I could so do without KCP in the starting lineup. Yeah. Like, I really can. Like, if it came down mm-hmm. to it, Dinwiddie, if I guess I'm assuming he, the Wizards will keep him for this mm-hmm. rest of the season. Right. Dinwiddie, Bill, Kuzma, Sabonis, and Gaffer. That would be my lineup. Easy peasy. But like you said, KCP's got to be in the starting lineup for some odd reason so he can put up shots that he has no business putting up. But, I mean, I think the best lineup will be that right there. Um, Dinwiddie, Bill, Kuzma, Sabonis, Gafford. And you already know how I feel about Dinwiddie. I think that his time will come eventually. But for this season, I think he'll ride out. Mm -hmm. I think so, too. So, yeah, I would be – I would be, I would, I'm not going to say I'm excited if it gets a bonus, but I would be, I think it's, I think it's a, I think it's a good move because mm-hmm. like I said, our hands are tied guys. I know people in the comments are going to say, Oh, they need to blow it up. I hate we're trading Rui and Denny or whoever, but it's, it's out of our control guys. It really mm-hmm. is. And, um, you know, the Wizards have made their mind up that they're going to build around Bradley Bill. So if they're going to yeah. do that, they need to take a big swing. And Sabonis is, is the mm-hmm. guy that's, that is available. Of course, James Harden, we heard the news about him being possibly going to the Sixers, Ben Simmons. They want they um they want Bradley Bill too, so we're not gonna do that. Um so th- this is this is probably the only move that really makes sense to be yeah. honest. So um, mm-hmm. but we'll we'll see in the next coming days. I can't wait for the trade deadline on, on Thursday. Yeah, got the noties on, got Shams and Woj noties on <laughs> on Twitter. Right. But um just want to thank you guys for making Lockdown Wizards your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked on Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. It's free and available wherever you get your podcast. The Wizards do play the Miami Heat tomorrow night. Um, what's your quick <laughs> the victory in uh, full Um, They got to play another tough defense. Um. I don't know. Uh, I just hope they don't lose by more than 15 points. That's all I can really hope. Um, just just fight, please. Yes. Just show some fight and try not to get blown out. That's what I can mainly say at this point for this team. Right, yeah. Um, I'm with you. Show some heart, some pride. Um, hopefully Montrez is to come out on the press on the post-game presser. Curse people out again, but uh, yeah, just the standings were 24 and 28. We're one game behind the Hawks for the playing game. If anybody is still invest, mostly invested in where we stand in the standings, uh, but yeah, just defending the three point line once again, knocking down some threes, just moving the ball, shot selection, being unselfish. Uh, let's show some effort. Let's try to defend Bam out of bio on the paint a little bit. Jimmy Butler, let's try to keep him out of the paint. It's gonna be hard, but let's defend. They got a lot of shooters: Tyler Harrell, Duncan Robinson. So mm-hmm. um, defending the three-point line is going to be huge. Let's try to push the pace a little bit. I say that all the time. We never do. But let's try to switch it up and let's try to get some fast break points or something. <laughs> let's try to run or something. Do something different. But uh, yeah. thank you guys for uh, listening once again. Uh, be ready for the episode. And just once again, keep your notification bell on for YouTube because if they do make a trade, we definitely will, of course, be making episodes. So uh, thank you guys for listening and watching. Hail to the Wizards. Peace. Peace. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.